frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm gonna make him an awfully kind of you. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Dear Lord Jesus, I do not often speak with you and ask for things, but now I really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow because I deserve it, and Paul Metzler doesn't. As you well know, I realize that it was your divine hand that disqualified Tammy Metzler, and now I am asking that you go that one last mile and make sure to put me in office where I belong so I can carry out your will on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio. This is the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. It's Sunday. I'm Lewis. And I'm Brelection. <laughs> We are here to talk about movies. Each week, Brelection and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. Um, today, I picked the film. I picked Election from 1999, starring Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, and directed by Alexander Payne. Um, this film talks about desire, jealousy, getting what you want, not getting what you want, um, feeling like everything rests on a few weeks during high school, Um and just how life has a strange way of working out sometimes. Um, personally, I think this film is hilariously funny. Um, and I can't wait to talk about it in depth with Brandon. Um, but before we do, we want to um, thank everybody that's been listening to the show and subscribing and following us over on our Instagram. It it means the world. Me and Brandon love doing this. We love talking about movies and watching the ones that our friends have... Um, suggested for us to watch and you know discover new stuff all the time so it's great um if you're new to the show and you're enjoying it um be sure to subscribe hit that bell to be notified when a new episode is available we also have lots of stuff over on our youtube um you can listen to the shows on there and we've got some um exclusive only content including a dr strange spoiler review that brandon and i recorded um so if you want to um, hear our views it's coming to disney plus pretty soon um, so if you're going to rewatch it, you can go and listen to what me and Brandon thought. Um, and like I said, you can still follow us on all the social media platforms at Film Church Radio. Send us a message about the show. Let us know what you like. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and we obviously, if you have the chance and are so inclined, if you could rate the review on anywhere that you listen, that really helps us out. Make sure that other people can find out um, who we are, what we're doing, and come and join the congregation. Um, before we discuss Election, the main film, the meat of this episode, um, Brennan and I go through and just talk a little bit about what we've been watching this week um, and kind of just give our little quick reviews about what we've been watching. So, Brandon, first of all, hello. What have you been watching this week? Hey, what's going on? Um, what's up? I haven't watched a ton. I've been uh, down with the sickness, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I did manage before that to go see everything everywhere all at once in theaters again nice. uh my third time seeing it in cinemas and it was a blast it was like that's we, awesome we went with like a big group and most of them hadn't seen it um yeah. and you know they were just dying laughing the whole time which is always it's always fun to experience it again for the first time through other people <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. I know we've talked about this movie a lot, so I won't talk about it too much, but it's it's really good. People everybody needs to go see it. Yeah. And just and I know that they're not in competition, but how many times have you seen Doctor Strange in the cinema? One. <laughs> and how many times have you seen everything everywhere all at once? Three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean I, I'll I'll watch Doctor Strange a few more times, maybe. Yeah. You know, there's there's plenty to enjoy there, but it definitely, I'm not in a rush to go see it again. I'm like, mm. yeah, I know. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, whenever I get you know time to like have a look what's on the cinema, I tend to just kind of okay, let's scroll past Doctor Strange, yeah. see what else is on, you know. Um, but yeah, I feel the same way. It's kind of crazy that it's coming to Disney Plus so soon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, it yeah. feels very fast. It does. I mean, it's end of June, right? It says yeah. June 22nd. So 
that's probably how they're going to do it from now on i assume is you know a extended theatrical run and then away for a week before it's on streaming yeah i guess that's good for other movies that are trying to get noticed in cinemas yeah you know, for the for the yeah. mcu movies to not be there that long yeah i mean the just the content they're putting out this month alone i mean we've got um obi-wan series happening right, right now we've got miss marvel come in or has just aired one of the two yeah and then we've got um doctor strange come in it's just no wonder other streaming services are struggling so much because Disney have just got it down. Yeah. Well, they also you just know? own everything. They own all the properties yeah. that people want to see, you know. Yeah. And I've heard rumors that Obi-Wan has been renewed for a second series. Wow. That would be the, that's just cool. The, yeah. I, I mean, I I, that, this, everybody wants it. It's like, it's yeah. just crazy, man. It's like, I never would have thought that we would see this again. Like, I remember going to see... Revenge of the Sith. I was 15 mm. and I like on the way to the theater, I was like this is it. This is the last yeah. Star Wars thing we'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. You know, here we are like getting like a sequel to the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I mean, I think that two seasons would be great. Um for Obi-Wan, but I really don't want them to flog it until yeah, it's like I don't want to watch fifteen seasons. Yeah, <laughs> they just because, like beat yeah. it into the ground. Yeah, and exactly. then they're like, "We're redoing the originals." Uh, yeah, yeah, we, but with the yeah you know, new cast with, apart from yeah Ewan. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's so much fun, and Hayden Christensen is loving it, and fans are loving having him back. So yeah, it's nothing. I mean, this there is some horribleness to it, but. You know, I, you do feel the love, yeah, from a, from the majority of Star Wars fans, which yeah. I'm enjoying a lot. Well, I did so. like what Ewan put out. You know, basically it was me like, too. You know, like there's no room for racism. Like, it, you yeah. know, if you're racist, you're not a Star Wars fan. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I mean, the not galaxy sorry. is humongous. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, there's room for everybody. It would make sense if they did a. Uh, Darth Vader show. I'm I'm sure they're mm-hmm. gonna do that at some point. Like just do more of him just killing yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, the good they can just take it as dark as possible because yeah. everyone's just like more, yeah, more. <laughs> <laughs> going it's full gross. Kylo Ren. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> I think about that scene at least once a day. <laughs> more. If yeah, if there's something, you know, even if I'm drinking a drink and it's like towards the end and I'm like, that was good. I'm like, more. <laughs> <laughs> Just, God, I love Adam Driver so much. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> well, we are, uh, we're definitely going to have to do a, a full show review yeah. when it's done. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. So what have you been sure. watching? I've watched a few. So I watched um, The Last Temptation of Christ, the Scorsese film. Um it's ticking off a few more of the Scorsese films that I haven't seen, and this is one of them. How um, did you with it feel? Being, I found it really interesting. Yeah, I thought because I didn't really know until I put the disc in that it was like an alternate take on yeah. the story of Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. And then when it kind of carries on, I was like, "Is this deviating a lot from the story I knew?" You know, I feel like it started off. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's happening? And then it seemed to kind of follow the same pattern. But then the end, the last hour I thought was really interesting. Yeah. And like, um, you know, in terms of faith and stuff, it it was it brought up some really interesting questions, which I enjoyed. Yeah. Um, it did feel very long. Yeah. Um, it, it does feel bloated. But I think part of that is the fact that I had to watch it in two parts, which I really don't like doing. But I yeah. had to kind of break it up so it took me out of it i would really like to maybe see it in a cinema you mm-hmm. know yeah kind of just be in it for those three hours or however long it is but um yeah i enjoy it. i thought it was you know interesting it's a it's an interesting take on the story that we all know so well yeah um but again i'm not a you know practicing christian so i'm sure yeah. the things that people took offense to don't affect me in the same way. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely very controversial when it came out. Um, yeah. And when I watched it, uh, 
I, I do appreciate that it's like, uh, that it, it kind of is an alternate take, but not really. Cause it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, if you do your research, the Bible has been passed around so many times and interpreted so many different ways. Yeah. There's so many different versions of it that it's like, you know, it still follows it pretty closely. And it's like, who are you to say that this isn't what happened? You know, mm-hmm, obviously mm-hmm. that's like, you know, a lot of people disagree with me, <laughs> but, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, it, it, it to me, it like really humanized the character of Christ, yeah. you know, yeah. more than any other like biblical film about Christ that I've seen, you know what I mean? Where he's like, Mm -hmm. he's just perfect all the time. Whereas this like really shows his struggle with like being a human, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what I like about it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's brought up questions that I'd never really thought about before. Yeah. Just the burden of having this on your shoulders Mm -hmm. as a regular human. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, and after, and you know, I know we've talked about silence before, but I love Scorsese's take on religion. Yeah. And just kind of what he does with that. I think it's super interesting. Yeah. So, for sure. I'm, gl- I'm really glad I've ticked it off the list. It's not my favorite Scorsese, but I'm glad that I've seen it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of been a, a while, while for, for a while. Yeah. Um, and then I flew back to England for like two days. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And on the flight back, I watched Up in the Air, um, <laughs> which is a Jason Reitman film um, that I remember really liking when it came out. Um, I watched it like twice, I think, in the cinema. I thought it was really entertaining, really fun. Um, and I hadn't really seen it since, and it came out in 2009. So Yeah, I've it was never on seen the, it, but yeah, I remember it was seeing like just the posters. The, I mean, it's really interesting. So it, it pretty much tells the story. I mean, George Clooney is basically a traveling... Um, he's not really a salesperson. He goes from business to business and fires people for okay. corporations. Yeah. He kind of acts as the as the aggressor kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and then Anna Kendrick um, is like a new up and coming person that kind of says, "Oh, we can go completely digital. You know, you don't have to fly all over the United States um, firing these people. We can do it via computers." And he's like, "Actually, we need to be there with the you know." with the people to to help them through this transition, blah, blah, blah. But really, he's all about material things, like getting miles under his belt, kind of, you know, getting all these clubs and cards that he's a part of because he's so well-traveled and stuff like that. And it's just a really interesting look at American consumerism mm. and, you know, America profiting from people losing their jobs and yeah. stuff like that you know it's not a i wouldn't say it's kind of like a, a nice outlook on stuff but i i mean i love it i think it's a really interesting well-told story yeah and george clooney is so so great yeah i don't think he hasn't done a, a, a heck of a lot recently um but i love it when he's in these stories where it's just kind of him you know getting to just act as a normal guy yeah it's it, they're really good they're really interesting to me yeah so i would definitely add it to your watch list up in the air is is a really fun hour and 45 minutes sweet and then criterion released the 4k of double indemnity yeah one of my favorite films of all time so i got it and waited three hours before i put it in the blu-ray player <laughs> here and i've seen it a few times yeah. um oh it's so good it's yeah. so good I mean, just everything about it. I I just adore it. Does it you know? Does it look way better on 4K? Like, could you tell a big difference? I mean, I I'm always a bit skeptical about, especially black and white films, but classics and like period films kind of being transferred to 4K because part of the joy is the grain, right? Is being able to see the film and stuff like that. Um, but this is crystal clear. Yeah, it is such a great transition. I mean, it it looks spotless yeah you know um it it looks so good yeah and um they did such a good job and it's you know i mean it's double indemnity it's it's perfect yeah and barbara stanwick is just you know as soon as you see her you're just in love with her she's amazing yeah i love it have you seen it before i have seen it yeah i watched it last year i really liked it i think i watched it for my 
I think it was my crime and violence film, maybe mm, or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not crime and violence film, but class film class. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because it was just like talking about the progression of like showing crime and yeah. American cinema. That's awesome. Yeah. And Edward G. Robinson as Keys is one of my favorite supporting performances of all time. The, that's like the the friend. Yeah. The, is mm-hmm. it the guy that works at the? Um, he is. Yeah, who's always chomping a cigar and, yeah. you know, my little guy's telling me. <laughs> I just love him so much. Uh, <laughs> and then the other night, um, the last one that I've had a chance to watch this week is I watched The Innocence, which is a horror film from, let me find the year. I can't remember what's done in my head. 1961, um, starring Deborah Kerr. Basically, she's, you know, a nanny that goes to look after these two kids um, and it's very atmospheric and it's like in a big house and, you know, you're not really sure what's kind of going on and it's really creepy. Yeah. Um, but it's co-written by um, Truman Capote, who I really, ah. really like Yeah. Um, the screenplay. So I knew I was kind of in for a bit of a, a ride and it is creepy. It yeah. is super um, weird and like... I don't, you never really know if any of the characters are kind of normal or not, yeah. I guess. Um, and I had, like, it just threw me. I was not kind of prepared for it, but it's a film that I can't wait to go back and watch again. I don't think I was as hot on it as I should have been the first time. Um, but I really want to go back and watch it again because it, it was really interesting. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. And that was another criterion disc that I'm ticking off the list. So, yeah. I need to, My pal is getting smaller. I need to watch some more older films. Yeah. I haven't watched any in a while. Yeah. Well, I've been kind of sticking with 90s, I guess. Like today. Like today. That's it. Um, as we said, today's film is Election from 1999. Um, the IMDb summary is a high school teacher meets his match in an overachieving student politician. Um, which I think... It's a good um, summary, but I think this film has got so many layers to it. Yeah. I don't think I was as prepared for kind of <laughs> where the was. story went. Yeah. Yeah. From that short summary. Um, so it stars Matthew Broderick, Reese Witherspoon, um, and Chris Klein as the kind of three main characters. And Jessica Campbell is Tammy as well. Yeah. Um, and kind of just... The, it tells the story about a school election. So I know it was on your to-watch list, Brandon. Can you remember when you added it? I can't remember when. I think it was probably within the last year, but um, I'm pretty sure my my great aunt suggested it because she loves yeah. Reese Witherspoon. And um, we talk about movies all the time because she knows how much I love movies. So anytime we talk, it's just like, what have you been watching? And she'll like suggest things and... Um, yeah, so I had no idea what to expect at all <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> going well, into good. it, yeah, um, which is, makes it a lot more fun. It's like if you've mm-hmm. seen trailers or you've seen posters or anything like that, it can kind of, you know, influence what you think, you know, your expectation, I guess. Um, so yeah. it was nice going into it not knowing anything because the 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 movie is kind of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, it starts out, it seems like a typical high school movie. At first I was like, you know, Matthew Broderick is not supposed to be a student, right? And, you know, yeah. quickly find out that he's not, he's a teacher. Yeah. Um, you know, because this is, you know, everybody knows him from Ferris, Ferris Bueller's, Bueller's Day yeah. Off, you know, so it's like another, he's in another high school movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, yeah, it very quickly gets adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, yeah. that first, like, adult moment, you're just like, oh, shit, what is going on? I know, on? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I was like, okay, where, what, what is happening now? Where yeah. are we going? Um, yeah, and, and, you know, it's, like, very quickly uh, in one of the first scenes, um, Matthew Broderick is trying to teach his class and he's talking about morals and ethics and I 
I was like, this seems like this might be the underlying theme. Like early on, yeah. I was like, you know, okay, let's pay attention yeah. to the morals and ethics of, of this film. Cause it is, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's all about that. It's all about, yeah. you know, what is morally and ethically okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause these characters, you know, I've been thinking a lot about since we watched once upon a time in America, which I didn't like as much as you, but you know, it's, it's a film about bad guys, <clears throat> about yeah. bad people, you know, and you know, there's a lot of questionable moral things, yeah. know, immoral things going on in the film. And, um, I think maybe I've been oversaturated with like superhero type of movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, like we grew up on those kind of films, like, you know, especially like childhood films, like Star Wars, you know, any Pixar, Disney stuff, any superhero thing. It's always like, you know, doing the right thing, you know, good versus evil. Yeah. Good versus evil. Yeah. And like, it's very clear what's good and what's evil. Yeah. Uh, so when I watch a film where it's like, there's not really redeeming qualities about characters, um, I'm not really sure what to think. Cause I just, it, I guess breaks my heart for humanity. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah. I know that terrible people exist, but I don't really want it in my face all the time. But I think this movie did a really good job of, um, you know, sat- satirizing it, I guess, yeah. you know, cause it is, there are some horrible things going on, but it's like funny in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I enjoyed it quite a lot. That's good. I think that, I think the good thing that this film does is not, it gives us, you know, Jim, Matthew Broderick's character and Tracy, um, Reese Witherspoon's character who are both not super nice people. Um, and kind of are really going at each other for the majority of this film. But then we have Paul Metzler, who is just the nicest guy in <laughs> yeah. the world. He's just, he doesn't really know what's going on. You know, he's just, he's just kind of floating through life. Um, and he was, I think that that in the inclusion of his character and the fact that he gets such a big part is so great. Cause I thought it would have been quite easy to have just shown that he's not the brightest, uh-huh. you know, in a few little shots and have, you know, Tracy Flick being a little bit more annoyed about it. Um, but the fact that you get so much screen time and we get to spend time with him, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I loved his character so much. Yeah, I did too. He really took me off guard because he, <laughs> you know, I've seen him in like the American Pie movies. Yeah, and he's, I know. Uh, he's not a bad actor, but he's not like the greatest character in those movies. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's nothing mm-hmm. really he's just to latch on to in, yeah. in those movies or whatever. But th- like he really shines in this movie like uh he's just so great like he's yeah. so funny um so charismatic so like oblivious but just so nice like every scene he's just yeah. like like when he's putting the um the homework for his sister under the door mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like oh hey yeah. i didn't want you to fall behind yeah <laughs> Oh my god, dude! He did. He just did such a great job. Um, <laughs> I love the scene where he's driving home after he's kind of decided that he's going to run for student president, and he's like, "Paul, president, yeah, power," and then he's just like, "Peanut," because <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. Uh, there's so many moments in this film that had me laughing out loud. Yeah, um, and that was one of them. I thought that was just <laughs> just so funny, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's a movie that definitely like like there's so many high school movies out there, but it, it this feels like elevated. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's oh like, yeah. Uh, it's there's not many high school movies I think that are like this good. You know? No, I agree. I th- I mean I think the thing that it does so well is it. I mean it it, it gives us, you know, it takes something that we're familiar with, which is voting and kind of these politicians spewing what they want us to hear here and kind of trying to hide their true self just to become like look political but put it in a different environment like the fact that it's like in a high school environment is so great yeah because all the things that they want to do they can do like they want to like rip down the candidates 
the opposing candidate's poster, she does it because it's all kind of around her. It's kind of encapsulated. Yeah. Um, I think it was, I mean, that was just such a good idea to set it just in a school um, election and, you know, tell this kind of universal story that way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of uh, themes that cross over. I mean, you've got the, you know, towards the end when he's, Committing voter fraud. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, uh, you know, it's kind of hilarious because she wins by one vote. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's back to the morals and ethics. It's like, um, he didn't, uh, oh, sorry, I'm trying to remember his, what's his name? Paul. Yeah, Paul. Yeah. Paul would have won if he had voted for her. I mean, voted for himself, I mean. like, yeah. But he, like, morally, like, he's got the scene where he's like, it doesn't feel right to vote for myself, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's just, like, it's just kind of mind-blowing. Um, mm-hmm. But it really makes you think, again, back to that theme of, like, morals and ethics. And yeah. what, you know, that's what he believed was the right thing to do. Yeah, exactly. And, like, his little monologue at the end where he's like, um, you know, if I had one, I probably wouldn't have been where I am now, you know. Um, we had a great party. Yeah. <laughs> so um I mean he's happy. He's he's living his life. So Yeah. Good for Paul. And this was Chris Klein's first acting role. Really? So this is kind of how he was discovered. I'm sure that he was um 'cause they 'cause so the actual the high school where they filmed at was in session during the filming so yeah there's Ah. the students walking around at actual students oh Um, okay interesting and apart from the the main actors everyone well most of the people that we see are kind of students from that school yeah so they just gave them like speaking parts and kind of filled in to like make it feel authentic which is why um like raimi's spider-man none of them look 40 (laughs) they all kind of look like school kids right um but yeah, so they kind of did that, and this is how Chris Klein got found. You know, they just they thought, well, he looks like you know a jock, and he's got a really great smile that is kind of you know warms people. So he is Paul, um, yeah, and that's how he got the role. And um, and like you said about him, his acting abilities, I don't think they're the greatest. Sorry, Paul, if you're listening, probably not. <laughs> uh, not Paul, Chris. Um, but I think that he plays this character really well, and it's the, a similar character to the one in, in American Pie. You know, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. Sam, so, got typecast, I'm sure, after this. I uh, I just had that when you said they were filming while the school was in session, I was like, maybe this is a... Uh, I'm trying to figure out where they shot this movie. Cause, it was in Omaha. Okay, so it's it's not the yeah. same movie. Um, my brother-in-law was telling me that one of his friends went to a high school where they shot a movie, and I add, I think I added it to my watch list, but I was like, is this the movie? Okay. Um, yeah. But I don't think it is. But, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, shot in Omaha, Nebraska, which is, um, I think Alexander Payne, he did the film Nebraska, and he's uh, I believe yeah. that's where he's from. Yeah, and he's you know a big fan of just shooting you know what he's familiar with. Yeah, so that's why it's all kind of set around there. Yeah, well, I am from Texas, and if you can't tell, yeah. a southerner. But <laughs> um, it was funny, like when uh, when I first started hearing the dialogue in this movie, I was like, "Are they Canadian?" <laughs> uh, yeah, same here. Yeah. yeah. Because it's very, it seems very close to my southern ears. Yeah, but. I'm sure Nebraskans would tell us that we're really wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. And Canadians, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I also really like just the the filmmaking of the movie. I don't know much mm-hmm. about Alexander Payne. I think I watched Nebraska when it first came out. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not sure if I've seen any of his other movies, but uh, just like the pacing of this movie, the way it's shot, all the like creative like transitions 
and stuff and yeah. like the you know the multiple narrations was really interesting to see um it just felt like something fresh you know it did yeah no i completely agree i think that I, it's it's so clean and like you know we get so used to high school films we've seen a lot i'm sure you know yeah. you have as well but like you said earlier it just doesn't feel like the kind of thing that we've seen before yeah and i think that's down to how he shoots stuff i mean everything is very kind of eye level um we get some you know close-ups of like the bee stinging the eye and stuff yeah. like that and um, but for the most part it's just kind of there's it's not really intrusive yeah you know we just get to watch these people play out um which i liked a lot yeah the bee sting kind of caught me off guard and then i was like this has <laughs> this has got to have like come back later and it doesn't yeah. really yeah ever come back i mean he just has like a bruised eye the rest of the movie yeah. I think it's just like a, you know, he's obviously doing something wrong and he's getting punished for it. Yeah. You know, it's just, a, it's a visual aid that he's been naughty. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I but, thought maybe he was going to have to explain it to his wife or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that almost makes it better that it just like happens and then, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there's no reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> So oh, that makeup people have some extra work to do. Yeah. Just, yeah, it made me laugh for the rest of the film after that, just watching how many times they shot him from the other side with him like turned sideways where you could tell they didn't have to do the, do makeup. the makeup for that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that Jim McAllister as a character is really, really interesting. I like, you know, Matthew Broderick's performance. I think that. He plays the kind of teacher really well. Uh-huh. I, no disrespect to Matthew Broderick because I really like him, but I he plays the kind of unassuming, blends into the background character really well in later yeah. life. You know, he does look like a like a Nebraskan school teacher. Yeah, you know, so it's it's great that he got that part and did it really well. And um, Tracy Flick as well is like is a person that I'm sure everybody has met once in their life. Yeah. And knows people like this who are just so infuriating because they're so prim and proper and, you know. They do everything right. They know all the answers. Yeah. First one to raise their hand. Yeah. And it's like, you know. Yeah, I think there's also like jealousy involved because it's like you're so far ahead. I hate you. You just know, yeah, this person's gonna go far. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, that that just that those two, um, in the scenes were were just comedy gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, the moment I knew I was gonna love this film was the first freeze frame that we get of Tracy Flake. Mm, yeah, and it's not unlike a an attractive shot yeah she's like mid-sentence half of her eyes closed yeah (laughs) and i was like it made me laugh out loud i was just like i'm in this is perfect this is exactly the kind of comedy that like draws me in yeah you know um and they do it again later as well when she's at the window and Mm. it's still just as funny um it's just oh my gosh The, the comedy beats really worked for me in this film yeah i really liked the cutting um the cutting in and the overlapping of images like where they you know there's there's a moment where you just see her mouth come into the frame you know and it's like transparent over the image and she's like yeah repeating the stuff that she said um and then like when he's having sex with his wife and then all (laughs) of a sudden these cut out images of these other women come in over his wife's like the back of her head yeah. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous but but like those are like the things that make it feel like it's got its own flavor to the yeah. movie you know it's got its own style yeah, yeah it's a little retro in uh-huh. terms of some of the devices that are used um but it doesn't feel dated yeah if that makes sense they kind of used really well to show these kind of character beats. Yeah. Um, 
what did you think about the principal? Like that I like the principal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked the speech um, when he got up when um, they were doing the election speeches, and he was like, "If you're gonna be treat like if you want to act like children, you're gonna be treated by like children." But he said it in such a convoluted way. Yeah, that even I was like, "Wait, what's?" what's yeah, because he like called them he called them adults. And, yeah, and like yeah, you're not acting just, like adults. If you want to be treated like adults, you've got to stop acting like children. Yeah, like, it's wait, like, what? they are children. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, there's. So I feel many... like it's that high school thing of giving, of making students feel like they have a choice, but in reality, they really don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. He he just felt like such. Like everybody, every character, including him, you know, felt like they just fit the character so well. Yeah. Like they had, mm-hmm. you believed them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he was hilarious every scene. And he gets so mad at uh, Tracy, or not Tracy, but uh, Tammy Metzler mm-hmm. when she has her speech. And she's like, I'm going to disassemble the student. Yeah, body and uh, you yeah. know if I get elected, and then he's just like so frustrated in the next scene. He's like, "We have to get rid of her." Yeah, you know? <laughs> like you can see how these like, like it does feel like it's a satire about the U.S. government. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and the the people that you know, even for Tracy, like. um Matthew Broderick's character says it, you know, if people found out that you had had an affair with a teacher, like, you would not be in the running at all. You yeah. Know, everyone's got these secrets that are buried. Um, yeah. And the person that resonates the most with the voting body isn't allowed to be considered anymore. You know, I'm sure they say when they're casting the ballot, what when they're counting the votes, that the people that chose not to vote outnumbered the votes that either of the two candidates got. So she probably would have won. Tammy would have probably won the election. Ah, uh, yeah. Because of the anarchy and stuff. Yeah. Um, but again, because of the, the system that's in place behind the scenes, she never got the chance. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it is a very interesting story. I did like her, you know, character arc and how she, yeah. like, at, at the end, she gets to go to the Catholic school, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and meets the love of her life. Again. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of small characters, like the father in that scene is also like brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Just like your typical angry dad that has no clue what's going on. Yeah. He's just angry. <laughs> no, yeah, he is. Um, talking to small characters, I think the reveal of the janitor being oh, the yeah. one that kind of dubbed him in. Yes. It's just was... And it was like the cherry on top of this film. Yeah. You know, when we first see it, that scene kind of made me chuckle where he kind of looks at the the empty carton on the floor that's made a mess and he's just like, oh my God, I've got to clean that up, you know. And then yeah. the reveal at the end that he was the one that went and got the... The votes the out of the waste. trash. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, oh, that cracked me up. I was sitting here trying to think. I was like, there was something that they connected at the end of this movie and I didn't write it down and that's what it was. Yeah. It was so brilliant, like yeah, because it's such a, a small thing, and it happens mm-hmm. at the very beginning, and yeah. it's and it feels like it almost feels like there's gonna be a confrontation, like he's gonna say something, and then he just leaves, <laughs> he just keeps on walking. And you're like, that was weird, and then yeah. he comes back at the end, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> I know, you just never know who's like whose bad books you're going into. Yeah, he <laughs> was just saving it for when he needed it. I mean, that's another, like, underlying theme that there's always someone watching, you know. Yeah, someone out to get you kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what did you make of um, Matthew Broderick's kind of, I don't know, vendetta against Tracy Flick? Because I feel like when it started off, I really didn't like the Tracy Flick character at all. Yeah. But then by the end, I was kind of happy that she won. Yeah. Which was not how I expected to feel at all. Yeah. I think, you know, once you see how much it means to her and like how her mother is not exactly 
don't know, the most supportive yeah. person. You know, you just, you know that this was super important to her. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's weird how it like shifts that focus, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, when it, the movie starts out, it's definitely trying to put you in Matthew Broderick's perspective and yeah. like really show you that, you know, when you're in the mundane day-to-day, a person like Tracy could be really annoying, mm-hmm. you know? So they, like, lean into how annoying she is. You know, but then the narration and the you get all these other perspectives. You get her perspective. You get, um, you know, Paul's perspective, and you get Tammy's perspective <clears throat> with all the different narrations that, yeah, it, it you you start to realize like, well, and two, it's like you know the whole affair and and stuff with the teacher was like, like that's she's a child, like she's not yeah. really responsible for that. It's like yeah, you know, and they even clearly show that like he kind of manipulated her and yeah, I mean, I felt that was and, yeah, that scene was super interesting. How she was like, oh, it was an adult relationship, and he was just like, you must be so lonely. Yeah. Like nobody really understands you, but I, like it's, you know, it's not, she's still very immature to that. Yeah. Kind of way of life, you know. And I think as soon as she says it was like an adult relationship, he really got me. It cuts him being like, get down when they're driving in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, this isn't an adult relationship at all. Yeah. You know? exactly. Just because it's taboo doesn't mean it's adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the film really humanizes her. And kind of makes a you know a little bit more than just an annoying student. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's like if, um, you know, if she hadn't been taken advantage of and stuff, you know, she would have, like, all all the roads kind of lead to her winning the election in some ways. Yeah. Or, yeah, because it's like if if the affair hadn't happened, you know, Broderick wouldn't have this. Uh, yeah, vendetta against her. Um, and then you know, and then you have Paul voting for her anyway. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> oh, Paul, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I don't know. It's like because he, he doesn't seem like a bad guy in the beginning, the, the Matthew Broderick yeah. character. Um, but then he just gets more and more. Yeah. despicable he just he, he lets like um yeah this he goes he turns to the dark side <laughs> mm-hmm. he lets the anger take over and the yeah, jealousy exactly. and the revenge <laughs> yeah um yeah for sure i think part of the, i mean he is obviously deluding himself throughout most of this film it starts off and i think one of his first line of dialogue is like i love my job like, I love teaching. Teaching's yeah. great. I love my home life. And he's obviously so he's he doesn't he obviously does not love it. Yeah. Because he's just I like his his best friend is basically living a fantasy that he's got. Yeah. Of you know, having this exciting affair. They're in love. Um, yeah. <laughs> that line of oh my god <laughs> that line of she wants to read my novel. You haven't even <laughs> written it yet. That's the point. Yeah. I love that line. I thought that was so good. Um, but like everyone else is living these, you know, fantasies for him. Yeah. And the moment he gets to live a fantasy, his whole world comes tumbling down. Yeah. You know, um, which I think is really sometimes boring is better mm-hmm. in terms of just, you know, living your life. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he is he's a really interesting character. Yeah. Um did you notice in relation to Tracy when she when we first see her when she's setting up the table, how many table legs she pops out? No. So she pops out five, but the table only has four legs. Oh <laughs> really? So <it's> yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, I, this is I I did not see that myself. This was something that they got right. one of the special features. Yeah. Um. But the director was like, "Yeah, it just tells you everything you need to know about Tracy <laughs> from that one scene." Is like, even if there's not a fifth leg, she's gonna pop it out just to be prepared. <laughs> That's amazing. Which is brill. Yeah. yeah. 
which is one of those things that you're just like you won't you know i could watch that scene and not and never see it yeah exactly yeah yeah unless someone points it out because it's so fast yeah yeah um i feel like this is you know not to bring everything back to spider-man but (laughs) (laughs) i know that like um john watts when he was making spider-man homecoming he was like trying to make you know your your high school movie and like he gave uh the actors and stuff a list of high school movies to watch i feel like this had to have been one of them because it's just so unique you know yeah i was gonna say because i know that i mean i didn't go to an american high school Mm -hmm. and you didn't either right no i was homeschooled (laughs) so i just like i wonder how accurate this is it's got to i mean it feels authentic to me yeah i mean i'm sure that like there was in a lot or in a lot of high schools there's a lot of drama i mean it's like there's always like the cliques and whatever and like you know the rivals and Mm -hmm. stuff but um I'm sure there was also a lot of underlying things that happened that no one ever knew about, like people getting suspended for certain things or, you know, being yeah. uh being let go of their jobs without making it like public, you know. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if if a teacher had sex with a student or something, I'm sure that happened a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Yeah. Um That's another thing though, because that reminds me, like he there's no there doesn't seem to be any backlash. I mean, nobody really knows about it for the teacher that does have an affair. Uh-huh. But when Jim McAllister's let go, it's like all over the news because he threw away two votes. Yeah. Well, he he made Which, enemies. Yeah, I guess that, you know, this is around the time of Bill Clinton as well. Uh-huh. Right? So I guess they're saying nobody really cares about what you do behind closed doors as long as it doesn't affect voter fraud yeah (laughs) and nowadays it's like we don't even care about that anymore yeah so do what you want (laughs) (laughs) yeah um yeah it's it's kind of crazy when a film you know makes fun of politics in this way where it feels ridiculous uh but then it's like not after a certain number of years, it's not ridiculous yeah. anymore. It's real. You just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, it, yeah, it's, it is scary. Yeah. When you watch it, especially with this, like nowadays hindsight, um, you're like, oh, okay, this isn't even as bad as it, it was in 1999, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that it, it treated, um, um, like the lesbian characters really well. Yeah. I think that their portrayal was way ahead of its time. Oh yeah. It felt yeah. like something that would be portrayed nowadays. You know, I don't uh-huh. feel like it was like, look at us, look how progressive we are. It was just, you know. Yeah. It was like, it was, it was just showing you the characters. It was showing you, yeah. it felt real, you know, felt like yeah, I mean, true she, to life she, and like everyone else was clueless except for, you know, her girlfriend. Like, yeah. but even she, her as the character was kind of clueless. Like she even says in her narration, she's like, I'm not a lesbian or anything. I just, yeah. Only I am, like Pete. Yeah. Uh, I'm only attracted to yeah. personality. <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But she's, I like, love that line. Yeah. Um, but that feels very, I mean, it feels very innocent, right? It feels like, you know, what a mm-hmm. child would think. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. It's like somewhat in denial. Yeah, um, especially with a society around that's so taboo against it. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, she gets a happy ending. Yeah, so. which is great. Yeah, it is. Um, they So from the some of the special features, apparently the studio were originally looking um, at three people to play the Jim McAllister role before Matthew Broderick. And those three people were Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and Brad Pitt. Oh my God. And Alexander Payne was just like, no, <laughs> they do not fit this character at all. Like, he's not, you know, a Hollywood, like, looking actor. Yeah. You know, person. He's just a, a nobody. 
I mean, out of those, it's like Tom Hanks would maybe yeah. work okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like he was too young back then. Yeah. Whereas like Matthew Broderick, like you see him in a high school and you're like, this is where you belong. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just, I think it just says something about studios just not really understanding the product, just what was going to sell. Yeah. Because um, even when this film was made, the, the publicity department were like, we don't know how to market this film. Because it's a high school film, but it's R-rated. So it's yeah. not for kids, you know, but we can't really market it to adults. Um, and then the reviews were super strong and they were like, oh, actually, maybe we should market it to like the award contenders. Uh, yeah. And that's how it kind of picked up business. But it yeah. still didn't do like huge box office because they just didn't know how to. How to market it, how to yeah. advertise it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because you could very easily advertise it as uh, just a high school movie. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. But then, yeah, yeah your average adult might not you know be like oh that looks interesting <laughs> i want to go see yeah, a high exactly. school movie but, i think that's part of the reason why i'd taken so long to get around to it as well because i just assumed i knew what this film was going to be yeah you know it's just somebody kind of trying to run for a student for election yeah in a school and it's so much more than that yeah i mean if there was a way to market uh to the people like I, I, I mean, this this was almost fifteen years after, um, Ferris Bueller, right? What year was that? Mm. That was like eighty five, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So you know, you could try to market it to the people who watched Ferris Bueller in high school and are now adults. Yeah. You know, I feel yeah. like that's kind of who you would try to get. Yeah. It's like here's your R rated Ferris Bueller movie, mm-hmm. um, but that's still tricky. You know, they didn't have the internet back then, so there's only so yeah. many ways you could market. But I mean, they did have the internet, but it wasn't, you know, yeah. what it is now. Yeah, because it would be hard to kind of tell someone exactly what this movie is. Yeah, in like three minutes. You know, because I feel like there's so much going on in it, um, and the ending was reshot as well. From what I, from what like I gathered from watching the extra features, so. Um, originally, uh, Jim McAllister was working at a car dealership. He hadn't gone to New York or anything. And then, um, Reese Witherspoon's character came, Tracy Flick came and was like, like, Hey, I'm sorry for, you know, what I did. Can we reconcile? And they go for a test drive and kind of hash it out. And then he signs a yearbook at the end. And they were like, yeah, it just didn't feel right. These characters didn't need to like reconcile at the end yeah you know and it was like i'm so glad that they didn't go for that ending yeah because i just like the throwing the milkshake at the back of the car like yeah (laughs) she's not she's not even in his life anymore but he still sees her and he's still like i hate this person so much yeah (laughs) even though the monologue is like i didn't really feel anything i just felt sorry for her (laughs) and in reality he's like i hate her so much yeah Yeah. There is a there's a moral to this story. Yeah. Let go of the hate. Yeah. <laughs> just be just be Paul. Just yeah. <laughs> be nice to everyone. Just you know, live that life. <laughs> and Obama says that this is his favorite political film. Who? Obama. Obama, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> which great. probably shows how like true it is to the political landscape. Yeah. That you know this is some a, a famous politician's favorite political film. Yeah. So. Well, that's who um, your target audience is. You're supposed yeah. to market it to Congress. <laughs> and I feel like Obama is a good choice of films as well. Like his top 10 of the year is always a really good one. Yeah. So, I mean, if he likes it, it's going to be good. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but it was only nominated for best adapted screenplay at the Oscars. Yeah. That seems kind of crazy. I mean, it's like the, yeah. the actors should, yeah. should have got stuff. Alexander Payne. That's a, the director, I mean, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Witherspoon said that because of this role, she had trouble getting future roles because studio heads thought that she was going to be like unbearable to work with because of this <laughs> character. Was actually, yeah. Annoying. Which I'm like, how much more? That is such a um, like I don't know. In a weird way, it's kind of like she played the role perfectly. Yeah. Because people are confusing it with her actual self. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, she did Legally I mean, she, Blonde in 2001, so... Not that long, then. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> didn't hurt her too much. I was Yeah, I was just about to say, it's not like her career's gone off the rails at all, is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when did she do Pleasant... Oh, she did Pleasantville before this movie. Okay. Mm. I don't think... I, I feel like I've seen parts of Pleasantville. Yeah. But I haven't seen it for a long time. Yeah. It's a it's a good one. I haven't watched it in a long time either, but one of those movies that's kind of ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to revisit that at some point. I'll have to add it to the list. Old Tobes. I oh, know, he's he's back. <laughs> in black and white form. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on election, Brandon, before we Close up the show. <clears throat> um, I don't think so. I mean, there's just so much about this movie that is hilarious that just, you know, like, catches you off guard. I mean, all the prayer yeah. scenes were great, you know, when everyone's praying and it's lifting up mm-hmm. and it just, the, you get the, you know, the camera's obviously on, like, a, a crane. Yeah. But it starts off just the camera right in front of them, the characters while they're praying, you know, by their bedside, and then the camera lifts up in the room, but like drama- so dramatically that it's obviously like a a built, you know, set yeah. on a sound soundstage because yeah. it goes, you know, so beyond the point yeah. where there's like no ceiling there. Yeah. Um. And the the prayers are so accurate to the character. Oh, we didn't even talk about the Ennio Morricone song that they threw in. (laughs) You know, just after we've watched, um, you know, we did our Sergio Leone series. They did. uh, They threw in the Ennio Morricone music. You know, every time she saw like the poster, and it's like, ah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It just goes to show that. Morricone can write music for the American West, for the for New York in the twenties, and for a Nebraska high school in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, you know his music is universal. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it that was brill. Yeah, that yeah. was such a good like. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was amazing. And then, uh... <laughs> yeah, I just like looking at my notes that I wrote. I put washing his dick. <laughs> in the shower with yeah. his shirt and tie still on yeah when he's like trying to get the room prep he's only got like 20 minutes or something yeah. it's like how is he doing all this this fast <laughs> it's just so ridiculous oh man um it it made me laugh how the rose in the bible as well yeah like in the draw just so over the top and like ridiculous yeah he's obviously living uh a fantasy and not. yeah he's been waiting for this moment yeah all his life yeah. <laughs> you know so he's finally doing it <laughs> um but yeah i think that's that's probably it yeah oh, what a film i did and i just yeah the comedy beats like i said just work really well yeah. like when he sits down to watch the 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 porno video and it cuts to him and it's just and he just kind of goes <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is so kind of in the ordinary realm. Like, this is what he does kind of every night. Yeah. You know, oh, it's Brill. I can't <laughs> wait to watch it again. Yeah, same. <laughs> so let's guess what we each other rated it on Letterboxd. Okay. I'm going to say you rated it four and a half. I'm going to say the same for you. That's what I was going to say. All right. Okay. I was a four, solid four. I was a five. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, nice. Like I said, I just absolutely—I just knew from like ten minutes in I was gonna love this film. Yeah, and I did. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's cool. great. It's so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Why not five? Um, I don't know. That's just what I felt on the first yeah. watch. You know. Yeah. I mean, it might go up to a five after a few more watches, but just kind of. Yeah, that's a hard question. I'm sorry. I just. That's <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it's like it. I think it's rare for a movie to be like a five right off the bat. Mm. You know, I mean, we watched Tusk yeah. last week, and I was it was it was a five for me, but I don't think it was, it was a five the first time I watched it. Like it yeah. took me a, a few times and some some years to let it sit before yeah. I was like, this movie is great. You know, mm-hmm. um, and this movie election is great as well. But I think I'll yeah. I think it'll go up to a five after a few more watches. Yeah, uh, I mean, potentially. Yeah, I think. For me, I just know that if something makes me laugh out loud, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Do you know what? Like, yeah. it really got because this there was about four instances where this film really made me laugh out loud. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and it was what it said like an hour and fifty minutes, and I could have had another hour of it. I think it was, you know, it was so great. Yeah. Well, I think any like any movie or form of art that like draws out a human emotion. Yeah. That it's almost involuntary, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like the movie mm-hmm. moved you in some way. Either it either it made you physically laugh out loud or it, you know, made you shed tears or it made you throw up or sick to your stomach. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if it moves you viscerally. Yeah. It's like then it's it's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that we talked a bit well. We didn't really talk about it, but we mentioned Boyhood last week, uh-huh. and that has the same effect. You know, it, it the ending isn't particular; it doesn't want you to cry. That's yeah. not the point, but it's so moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And then this for the same was the, the same kind of thing for me. I don't. I think that some of the things I laughed at necessarily weren't laugh out loud moments for other people, but they just worked for me. Yeah. And I was just thinking the whole way through. Um, I know we talk about Alamo a lot, but this would be the perfect film for them to do one of those like novelty screenings that they do um where you go in and they give you out like pick flick buttons and they have like cupcakes or something yeah and show the film in like a with a group of people that love the film yeah it would be amazing yeah definitely yeah so alamo if you're listening hire me i have (laughs) loads of ideas like this and i can make the buttons myself as ferociously (laughs) as flick does (laughs) nice that would be amazing so, are you Team Flick or Team Metzler, Brandon? If you were having to cast your vote in the school election, who would you choose? Um, do I have I seen the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say you're at the high school. I'm at the high school, and I don't know yeah. anything. You've seen the speeches. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. That's a hard one. I would. I might choose Flick, just because. She's seen. She's got it together. Yeah, it's like she's the one. Like you, she's obviously the one that's going to make things happen, and yeah. like you know, prepared and stuff. Where it's like Metzler, like you didn't even know when his speech ended. <laughs> he like stood up <laughs> away from the mic. You couldn't hear him. That speech. Oh my god. But I might vote for him just because I feel sorry for him. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely Team Metzler. I want him to win everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, so and the speech is just phenomenal. Yeah. No eye contact, not looking up from the page. Uh-huh. No, no full stops, no commas. <laughs> just <laughs> just get through it. That's all you yeah, that's do. it. That's it. <laughs> uh, so now that we've casted, cast our votes for the, uh, for the student election, do you want to tell us... What has won your vote for us to watch next week, Brandon? Yes, so I'm going to continue the tradition of making you watch films that I've already seen and that I want you to see. <laughs> nice. Uh, and jump into the future of 2011. Oh. Written and directed by, or maybe adapted, definitely directed by uh, Richard Linklater. Yes. Bernie. I thought it was coming soon. I've been ready for it. I thought that was going to be last week. Yeah. As soon as we finished the Leone series, I was like, Brandon's going to pick uh, Bernie. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to, um, and then I, um, after watching uh, Madness and the Method, I was like, I need to watch Tusk again. I was like, I'm gonna pick. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so awesome. The like Bernie is one of my all time favorite movies ever. It is wow. It is good. So not to set your expectations too high. But. I was going to say no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're both on the same page with Linklater though. We absolutely yeah. love him. So yeah. Um, I'm glad that, yeah, I, I need to see this film. So yeah. I mean the, it takes place in, uh, in the city of Carthage, Texas, which nice. was 30 minutes from where I grew up. Wow. And, uh, yeah, like everyone in the movie is just like, feels like someone I know. Was it shot there? Yeah, it was, sh- yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, and there's some real authentic East Texans in it. Oh, man. <laughs> so It would have been great to have done a road trip and recorded live there. Oh, yeah, it would have been cool. Um, yeah. Re- recorded at the uh, jalapeno tree. <laughs> 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 Do a live yeah. show. Um, maybe we will at some yeah. point could do a, a retrospect yeah well i can't wait to watch that next week brandon um but that brings us to the end of the show um you can find the show on twitter and instagram at film church radio and you can follow us individually on letterbox brandon is at selman scope and i am at walker lewis 3007 um keep up with what we've been watching on there um, before we discuss it each week we also have all our back episodes streaming on all good po- uh, podcast platforms Please leave us a rating and review so we know if you like the film, um, if you like the show, if you like us, we crave it. Um, (laughs) Just let us know what you liked. Um, And we look forward to seeing you all next week for Bernie. Um, Yeah. But the only thing I've got left to say to you, Brandon, is... What's your favorite fruit? Pears. Pears. Okay. So you only had... No, wait. Apples. <laughs> it was a toss up between that quote and the she wants to read my book quote. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I'm glad they both made it in. Yeah. I also like bananas, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That whole scene. Incredible. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week and say your film church prayers. Amen. Amen. Bye. Bye.